Welcome to Mouth Stuff with Nick and Nick. I'm Nick. I'm Nick. And we have a special guest this week. I am so excited to have only our second time ever having a guest on our podcast. A good friend of mine, former colleague, former mentor, so taught me everything that I know. And he's also a host of a great new podcast, Do I Even Know You? Please welcome Tom Callahan. Nick and Nick, it's a pleasure. Thank you. I, I will ask both of you to refer to me as Nick throughout the course of the show. <laughs> Just to so make that, it less confusing. Right. Right, yeah. I want us all to get credit for everything all of us are doing. Tom, I want you to know that you are the first guest that we've had on this show that was not a member of my wedding. What an honor. And, and, and whose fault is that? <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, sometimes, uh, you know, I guess the invite got lost in the mail, huh? We met, we met a little too late in life. That's well, the poor excuse. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about movies, have you seen Looper? You could have brought me back. I think, at the, end, I think at the end you have to same, shoot me. We might be the same person. I'm we basically, I like to consider myself Tom Callahan light. Oh, no. No, no, I, no, no, no. I'm the Diet Coke of Tom Callahan's. No, you're the Tom Callahan 2.0. You, you, you replaced me in the hearts and minds of Culpeper County. When I was gone, nobody missed me because they had Mr. Nick Taylor instead. For our six listeners out there, I worked with Tom uh, as a teacher and I taught the kids right after him. So they got to do all this cool stuff with Tom. And then they asked me why we're not doing it in their class. Or if we did it, they would say, oh, we did that in Mr. Tom, uh, Mr. Callahan's class. And it was way cooler. Yeah, I, I liked it because it was kind of the, uh, the Simpsons did it type thing where I would make sure to do my stuff first. So anytime that Nick would have had anything cool to do, you know, it was already done. So I am the Simpsons to your, uh, your South Park there. You know what? I'll take that. But I'm like season 27 Simpsons. <laughs> like, no one, no one wants to watch it anymore. It's more like you're like the Simpsons and I'm like the Cleveland show. Like it's not <laughs> even... <laughs> It has its moments. I mean, I guess it makes sense because it didn't run for very long and it's no longer on. So that's kind of me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, you know, you're, you're famous for voicing an African-American character. So I think it's fine. <laughs> There's there no controversy there. All right. That's a perfect segue into talking about uh, anything that we've done recently or seen. Any Nick, have you watched anything recently or done anything? Which Nick? The one that's not Tom. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Mr. Nick Taylor decided to instantly call me Tom as soon as I asked to be called right? Nick. So I think, uh, yeah, I think we're we're breaking the fourth wall down. I guess I'll stick with Tom for the rest of the oh. show. Know, I'm, okay, I'm doing it for my own sanity. <laughs> that's going to confuse me, though. I'll, I'll, I'll try my best. Um, I, I'm seeing snow this week. Um, first Midwest winter for me. So that's been exciting. Um, had a snowstorm last weekend and then having another one right now. So that's, that's been my, my week, which is kind of sad, but, but fun. Tom, Nick, how's it going your way? <laughs> oh, well, Nick, Nick, it's, uh, <laughs> it's going fine. I, I, will, I will echo uh, previous Nick's statement that it is doing nothing but snowing here in upstate New York. Um, and I think it's scheduled to do so until the middle of July. I think is the the more recent out thing uh, you know outcome there. So instead, I decided uh, after you and I spoke earlier, I went upstairs and got to catch the second half of the uh, Monster High movie, 
made for Netflix and uh, quality cinema, quality cinema right there. So uh, that's going to be my recommendation. So with that, I'm just going to tune out. I'm just going to sign off there, say uh, watch the Monster High movie and you'll never believe what happens to Frankie. Frankie gets blasted with too much electricity and they try to harness her power for evil and then they start to wreck the neighborhood and then it takes the rest of the girls teaming up. So, you know. Is this based off of the, the children's dolls? What am I listening to? Yeah. The very same. Okay. I that's weird that I know that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty much Hotel Transylvania meets Bratz. Oh and, yes. Oh, someone's been reading my diary. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's your fanfic, your slash fic that I've been reading and been very interested in, by the way. I will actually admit and Nick can attest to this because I've been sending him snaps of it. I've actually found a children's show that I enjoy. <laughs> I don't know if you've gotten to this uh, stage yet because it's uh, my first grade nephew is the one that watches it. It's called We Bear Bears. I have seen it. Thank you. I like it. And, yeah. and for the record, I saw it before you. <laughs> it's, oh, a, it's, got a, it's got a great cast of voices. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, it's Dimitri Martin, uh, Bobby Moynihan, mm. Ellie Kemper's in a few episodes that I've seen. It's just like some actual like people that you would think of for shows that people our age would watch, and they also voice children's characters. Yeah, that kind of stuff is fun. I think like the recent uh, iteration of DuckTales that's out now is kind of the same deal. Like I think uh, they have a, like Ben Schwartz is one of the guys, yep. and uh, Ahmed. Or Abed from uh, Community is one of the guys, one of the duck. Like, and then uh, it's it might be Bobby Moynihan too. I'm assuming he's just everywhere at this point. But yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool to see shows built for the younger audience, but having some uh, hip talent in it that makes it a little more palatable for the older audience to check out. Oh yeah, and there's they're making a new, which I'm super excited about, a new uh, Chip and Dale show with uh, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg, I believe is the other person. So that should be wow. fun because I was always a big Chippendale fan. The dancers. A lot of money in these cases. Yeah, yeah, I was hoping. <laughs> hoping the dancers. So I've seen uh, We Bear Bears recently. And of course, to counterbalance that, I've also started watching the Blade movies because uh, <laughs> I had never actually seen the Blade movies. So I saw Blade 1 and 2. That's right. Wait, you didn't watch Trinity yet? The, the de facto best one of the three? No, I'm saving up for that one. I also watched... Uh, Somewhat unrelated, it just happened to be coincidental, Nosferatu, because I had to watch it for one of my classes. So I'm like super into vampires this week. Mm-hmm. Like, are you talking about the old, old, like the super old Nosferatu? Oh, yeah, like the silent film. Like That dude scared the hell out of me. Like, I think I saw like a clip of it on TV when I was super not supposed to when I was younger. And the, the that character portrayal of Dracula or Nosferatu is freaking insane and terrifying. Like, even to this day, when I see, like, pictures of it, I'm like, uh-uh. Yeah, from what I understand, that one actually is most, like, representative of what the book actually says he looks like. Because everything today is like, oh, he's just, like, a smooth, handsome guy. But he was supposed to be, like, a terrifying-looking guy. Mm-hmm. But there's they actually based it off the book to the point where they didn't get the copyrights for it. So they actually got sued, and they had to, like, destroy almost all of the wow. uh, tapes of it. But, yeah, so We Bear Bears... Nosferatu blade. That's what I've been working with this week. <laughs> what a what an eclectic uh, menu of uh, shows and movies to watch. I usually get all three of those confused, so <laughs> yeah. I can't really tell the difference anymore. 
Yeah, Bobby Moynihan was a great Nosferatu. <laughs> he was. He truly was. Now, hearing all this did it did remind me that I, I this week I was starting to watch a show that just kind of fell off my radar for a while, and probably everyone's radar. Um, but the, the middle, um, that's mm. just something that has been on whenever I would have a TV on, and I don't know, it's just it's kind of nice just to watch something that's a bit more heartwarming, and um, I guess it's uh, fulfilling my transformation to the Midwest, since you know it's mainly about <laughs> a small Midwestern town, not that Chicago is one, um, but. I uh, know it's just uh, it's a fun watch. Um, I, I tried to get into that like again because I remember seeing a couple episodes when it was on TV, but I I watched the pilot and I was like, ugh. So mm-hmm. I might have to give it another shot. Oh, oh, I would. It's um, I don't know. Some of it it's just like a lot of things I can relate to. <laughs> just um, with my 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 childhood. Um, and I don't know. I, I like the cast too, and I think they do a good job. But you're you're really just seeing like you know this family. Um, you know, try and make ends meet, try and get their kids through school and college, and I don't know, just some touchy feely stuff here or there. Uh, you know, I, I can only take that um, so so often. So, so uh, Midwest Nick, were you a Scrub fan, a Scrubs fan at all when it was running? Uh, I, I was, I was. Um, just like the one Scrub, I wasn't a big yes. Scrubs fan. Just, <laughs> I'm not just, gonna tell you which one. one, but it's the hot doctor, the guy. <laughs> Todd, Dr. Todd yeah. or whatever. Is it is it tough to see the janitor in a different role or is it easy for him to or easy for you to actually that is something I had to get used to um since you just that that's just like I don't know is uh, the role he's like really known for um and you just kind of uh expect him just to be a different way than he is in the show so it, it is it, it does actually take a while to get used mm-hmm. to that but um I think he definitely comes comes to his own um, so probably show. not as jarring as Malcolm in the Middle and, and Walter White. <laughs> right. Probably yeah, not yeah. that jarring, but uh, you know, exactly. I'm sure it takes some time to get used to. Oh, that's actually something. I'll save that for later. All right. We have a would you rather to discuss briefly before we get into our main topic today. I just hope you meant meth. You have some meth <laughs> that you're saving for later. Yeah, we'll talk offline about that. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right. Gentlemen, would you rather everyone be required to wear identical silver jumpsuits or anytime two people meet and are wearing an identical article of clothing, they must fight to the death. I know it's a very long question. Clarifying question. When you say article of clothing, I'm assuming they had to at least have one matching item yeah, or does I'm, that have to be the whole ensemble? I'm not going to lie. The first time I read this, I read it as like wearing the exact same outfit and that's what I'm going to take it as from now on. Okay. So either everyone wears identical silver jumpsuits, or if you run into somebody on the street and you're wearing the same outfit, you have to fight to the death. Uh, another clarifying question. If, if you notice the other person wearing the exact same outfit as you, and you are able to acknowledge that before you actually get right up on them and you alter your outfit somehow, do you somehow avoid the fight or is it just, it's, it's too late. You are already going for a sneak orbit. attack. Okay. This, I didn't make this question. So I'm going to say once it's noticed by one person that you're wearing the same outfit, then it's locked in. We'll say, okay. and for future or for further clarification, in case somebody asks, I'm going to say you can't go out onto the street, see somebody wearing an article, of, like wearing an outfit and then go home and change into that outfit and then fight them to the <laughs> death. So <laughs> So you can't you can't wear another person's outfit identically to facilitate murder. Yes. Like intentional murder. Okay. 
But what if they're just the worst? <laughs> I mean, it depends. Okay. We'll let the courts decide that. Um, That's true. Let's go through my thought process here. You know, since we are being very thorough, I have all these uh, clarifying questions. I don't know. For me, I think having my outfit picked out for me would make my life, you know, right now, probably 10% easier. Um, uh, not that I'm going out much, but I don't know. I think that'd be nice not having to worry about what everyone's wearing. Um, it's for the same thing, although that gets really boring and you don't get, they don't have a, an avenue to express yourself. Um, but I don't condone death and violence. That's unnecessary. Oh, hot take. <laughs> um, although I do find it, I do find it unlikely though that, you know, people have the exact same outfit i mean how specific are we getting the type of shirt the brand color i don't know um but i don't know it's uh i think that would be really fun though it's kind of like um it's almost like a purge situation um, mm -hmm. um and nothing bad happened there no no not at all not at all but i don't it's know like, just it's just a great documentary series <laughs> just in, just in you know the um uh you know just keeping the spirit of uh, free expression and you know uh i'll say you know we'll, we'll let everyone wear what they want but you know if someone is wearing the same thing then yeah you have the right to, to show dominance and state that you should be the one to wear that or the, the that outfit and to kill them that's my take now i have more questions <laughs> <laughs> if if we are in if we are on team uh silver future you know space suits everyone's the same thing um if I go to the beach, am I required to either A, go to the beach in my, you know, silver trash bag, or am I allowed to just free ball it, just go full all natural? And am I allowed to go all natural or, or am I required to, am I legally required to wear this at all times? Now, I think under these, there's going to be um, uh, silver Speedos. So I think you know you would have to wear that underneath. These Never mind, things. I'm not on board anymore. I, want, <laughs> I wanted to go commando in these, or else. We'll say that if you are wearing clothing, it must be the silver jumpsuit. Okay. Okay. So if you go to the beach, it is either silver jumpsuit or nothing. Okay. Um, and are there any legal repercussions for if I do the fight to the death and I am the victor with the uh, other outfit? Uh. Only in that you now get all of the clothing of the person you've killed. That's I was wondering that too. Do I can I can I potentially assume their identity, or can I like take on or like gain their power somehow? Sure. All right. Cool. These. No, this is there's a I lot did, here. I did not expect all of these. Very interesting well, question. I've been I've been playing a lot of RPGs recently, <laughs> and I need to know if I can level up or not if I take <laughs> out enough people, and that is really going to be my my deal breaker here. So if I take out somebody who's wearing the exact same outfit as me, and I am known for my fashion sense, so it's probably pretty likely that people either try to dress like me or copy me or whatever. I need to know that I benefit from it beyond just getting rid of someone whose fashion sense and strength. Does not Tom, rival my own. Tom's just gonna put on some brass knuckles, put on a red polo and some khakis, and run into a target and just start punching people. <laughs> you all did this on purpose. Pop, pop. <laughs> now, who? What was that guy from Target? Something from Target? The meme or the dude from like two years ago? 
You're talking about Jake from State Farm? No, not Jake from State Farm. There was a guy. Because he, like, was, he was from State Farm. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I've killed the wrong man. <laughs> like, you were supposed to. No, it was like Tyler from Target or something like that. And he, like, went viral. Was it in like, that video in, that, in the checkout line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I got to look what it happened, up. Though. I'm just going to write blank from Target. Oh, <laughs> there's just from Target guy. Alex from Target. That's his name. He seemed um, like a Tyler, though. Yeah, he does. And uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, geez. Um, was he on Ellen at one point? I don't know. I've... Yeah, who knows? Um, I And I guess the other thing, can we find a way to, if you have taken out a whole bunch of people, like, can you get it, like, tattooed on your arm or something like that? Like, kind of like prison tat thing. Like, it or, like, do I get little teardrops on the side of my face for all the people I've taken out who have worn the exact same pair of Jinkos that I'm wearing. What happens is on your back, you get a little like a shirt emoji tattooed like every time that you take somebody out. Yeah, we're going with that. All right. We're, we're going, we're going with that. I actually agree because I think this would lead to some really unique outfits because people don't want to dress like somebody else. You're going to have somebody walking around in like a poncho and like pink high heels and like a top hat and like a monocle just trying to like be super ridiculous now now, another curveball now is it just the clothes you can see can two people be wearing the exact same outfit but underneath they're wearing different boxers or different thongs or whatever and that nullifies the the fight no everyone's issued the same silver underwear oh we're gonna combine this really like silver underwear (laughs) any case it's it's just gonna be what you can see i guess so then like but then it's like yeah because you don't want two people to have the same outfits and then them just strip i feel like every scenario you're just trying to get everyone undressed (laughs) yeah how quickly are we getting naked in these scenarios here because that really is the deciding factor we're like would you rather and tom's like get naked (laughs) because i'd rather do that than whatever else you're gonna offer would you rather have a hundred dollars or get naked naked Naked. sorry nick Nudity is supreme in all situations. There are six listeners at home. He's actually naked right now. As he does this. Yes, I'm, I'm actually disappointed in myself for wearing clothes to this podcast. Let me rectify that real quick. Just pop off my shirt. Yep. Now play the, the sultry. <laughs> I'm assuming you'll edit that in in post. I have really backed myself into a wall here and have no way to segue to our topic for today. So more about nudity. I'm going to. So, Tom, we brought you here today for this very special topic because I thought it was right down your alley. And we are talking today about our favorite or least favorite or ones we just think are the most fun movie or television fan theories slash conspiracies. All right. Here we go. I hope everyone's ready. I got my voice all nice and deep and low now because I can't let the government hear. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I, I am, I'm a man who enjoys his, uh, his creepy pastas and whatnot, and have heard all manner of TV theories. Like, I think there's one about like the Rugrats and like. Everybody is a figment of Angelica's imagination, and they're all like all the babies are dead or are babies that died. Um, like there's 
there's been some some weird stuff and um one that i recently came across that i think i do kind of like and a lot of them kind of fall in this category so i'm just trying to pick one that i liked a lot is the idea that like the nobody else exists or this is just a dream or a figment of so-and-so's imagination and one of the best ones i found for that was zach morris for say by the bell and the reason for that is Zach Morris has been on the show. He was even on the precursor, Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Mm -hmm. And if you watch that show, he's just kind of like, he's not as cool as he is on Saved by the Bell. He gets in trouble all the time. Girls don't think he's funny. Like, it's just, he's just a, a nothing. He's just this, like, generic, shut up, kid. You're in middle school. Everybody hates you. That sounds like my experience. But That's right. On. I mean, it was based on Nick Taylor. That's <laughs> what I was told. And uh, but until he, he got real cool, and then they're like, "We gotta, yeah. we gotta do different material for this." Yeah. Then they brought in Screech, and then that was Nick. Um. No, but then then Zach goes to Bayside, and all of a sudden, he is the hunk. He's getting everything he wants. He's running the show. He can also stop time. By the way, he does the timeout. Boop. And everybody just kind of does their thing. And um, I'm going to guess it's because he is either a in a coma this whole time or B he has been so distraught from his middle school experience that he has completely compartmentalized his personality into this fake scenario. And he's just made up this school in California where he's the King and, you know, he's just getting with a different girl every day and everything. So, uh, I think that, um, say by the bell for, uh, I think there's a, a new version of it that's recently been released that people seem to really like, but, I'm talking about the one from the uh, early 90s, kids. That was a time period once, and uh, you should check it out. There's also the funny Zach Morris is trash that goes around, too, on the Facebooks and on the internets that show what a horrible person he is, including just making up everything. So that is one big one that I have noticed. Now, I hate to be that guy, uh, but you are kind of dating yourself in that I have not really seen much of Saved by the Bell because it was kind of like right at the beginning of my time, I but I, ha I, I have heard that theory, and I, that's a and good one. I, I think I realized that as I was talking and discussing <laughs> it, and just seeing the blank faces <laughs> on both hey, of you. I've seen so, some some of the episodes. Yeah, really, uh, it was one of those things that was just always on after school. So af after after I yeah, got after off the preschool, the, yeah, no, <laughs> after I after I got off the wagon and tended to the horses and the cows, I was allowed to watch through the old Magnavox and the two channels we got. Um, well, fine, fine. Here's one that you guys can jump into because I know at least uh, East Coast Nick is uh, a fan of this. Uh, I need your guys' opinion on Toby from The Office oh, yes. being the actual Scranton Strangler. Go. Yes. Or no. Uh, I, say, <laughs> I say maybe. Perfect. We, I think we've covered all three bases. Moving on. No, I've I've definitely heard that one, and I've like watched videos that are like, "Here's the evidence." And there's like the episode where the they're like in the high speed chase with the Scranton Strangler, or like the car that's used in that scene. Like there's a similar car parked in the parking lot at some point in another episode. And then there's like, you know, when he goes away to Costa Rica or something. I think right. is when mm -hmm. it like starts happening. Uh, so I think. There's definitely something to that. Plus, he's kind of always like a little off, and he's like mm -hmm. kind of creepy sometimes. So I could buy into it. 
because he works in HR. Right. I don't no know. So I don't know. I'm just to preface. Uh, Nick is not a big fan of fan theories, so yeah. just like he's not a big fan of Jim from The Office. <laughs> what a great Please, topic we... for the show. <laughs> yeah, can we, can we talk about Jim though? Can we spend ten minutes on it now? Um, no, I was just about to say we spend an hour and a half on Jim. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, uh, edit the rest good, of this out. Good reason. Um, but no, I was about to say that, yes, I, I, I'm not really a fan of fan theories. It's not, not saying I hate them. I hate a lot of them. But as <laughs> <laughs> but like as a thing that fans engage with, it, it's it's fine. I just, I just don't personally seek it out. I just don't see any reason to for most of the time. And a lot of it just has to do with uh, some are just really crazy outlandish and um, or just have nothing to do. And I gain nothing from those fan theories that doesn't really change how I'm um, interpreting or, you know, uh, consuming uh, the show or movie. And I don't know. So that, that's, that, that's my two cents. I could go on a while about this. Nick knows this. Um, but so that's to say, I haven't really thought about this. Although I kind of think, you know, because now I'm thinking back to Toby. It's just like, well, there was a time where he felt, uh, you know, terrible, really guilty for like putting... Uh, you know, someone potentially uh, innocent uh, behind bars. And it's like, is that when he's starting to like really feel, uh, you know, the, the repercussions of his, of his actions and like, oh, well, you know, I, I should come clean, that, that kind of thing. So, you know, it's, it is it is interesting, but then um, does it matter? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. All right. So I want to hear your thoughts on it. And then to piggyback off of that, I have an office one after you. Okay. Well, now, well, now, now I'm almost, I almost have another question for uh, Midwest Nick, but I will, I'll, I'll, I'll save that for after. I, I love the creative in. ways he's identifying the children. Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, to differentiate here. Yeah, um, sadly, by the time that really became a thing, I was kind of off the office wagon. Mm, um, yeah. I, uh, I, I, my, my viewership started to wane toward the end of the Michael Scott era. Mm -hmm. um so i never i never actually watched any episodes post michael scott so i'm not sure where the the thread of the scranton strangler takes place but if you just look at his background like toby's life sucks he's an hr michael his boss hates him outwardly he is pining for a girl who doesn't look at him that way with pam and uh yeah and then his trip to costa his uh zip lining through costa rica ends horrifically so i think like at some point like he's got to just snap right like i think and, and and you know i love pennsylvania but he lives in scranton for all of our friends in scranton you know we love you but uh yeah so i think i think toby looks back at himself and realizes that his life did not pan out the way he was hoping and someone's got to pay and that someone is all the people he murdered because toby is the strange the most easily strangled people. <laughs> That's right. So to piggyback off of uh, your office fan theory, I have one that I heard not that long ago that kind of makes a little bit of sense to me. And it kind of answers a question that we've always kind of wondered about the office. And the question was, how does this office run by Michael Scott always consistently end up being a functioning business and most of the time the most profitable branch of Dunder Mifflin. Mm -hmm. And this fan theory suggests that PBS who's behind the documentary is actually buying paper 
from the Scranton branch of Dunder Mifflin to ensure that they stay in business uh, so that they can keep making this documentary. Interesting. So instead of actually paying the people on the show to be as part of the documentary, that's just like, no, we'll just buy what you actually sell. And that way you can keep your jobs and we're going to film all of your ineptitude. So, okay, I can buy that. Now, I don't know if the theory suggests that the people in the show know this or if it's like, you know, something that the people don't realize, but that's just a a theory that I've heard. And it does, because I mean, Michael is a terrible boss Mm -hmm. and -hmm. there's no real explanation for why this branch should consistently have the highest sales out of this company. And and it's almost... Like when the other actual competent bosses come in, when like Idris Elba comes in or like whenever Jan comes in or something like that. And it's like, they're made to be the bad guy because they're not like Michael Scott because they are competent and they hold their, you know, their employees accountable. They're the jerks. They're not like lovable Michael Scott. So it's, it's kind of funny that success is punished (laughs) by uh, apathy from the audience. All right. Let's hear your anti theory on this one. Me okay. Yeah. I'm now. I'm just trying to picture like back alley paper <laughs> transactions where you keep these off the books because someone's gonna know. Uh, I mean, sure. we don't we don't see the books. It could be on the books, and we just don't know it. Dude, they don't, someone's got to be like someone's got to Oscar be the salesman, be the client, and then there's a client relationship there. You, uh, distribution. I don't know how are they paying for this without people noticing or even mentioning that PBS is a major uh client of this branch i don't know it's leaves a lot to be desired this is what i'm thinking ready the salesperson that they go through is either stanley or maybe phyllis maybe could be phyllis or uh andy because andy is a terrible salesman and there's no reason he should have still been employed at that place but Andy, remember, couldn't keep, Andy couldn't keep his mouth shut, though. I don't. I don't see Andy being able to keep true, this under his. That's true because there was there was the saber thing mm-hmm. with the maybe printers. maybe somehow Krieg is like a secret kind of you know. Oh, Creed. Oh, Creed would be sure. perfect with it. Oh yeah, he he would do everything nefarious and um, just be like, don't care. It probably yeah. would be make sense for them to go with someone who's not even in sales. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, like you wouldn't expect it. Yeah. And, and that and, would be why he stays there because clearly he doesn't do his actual job. Right. Exactly. So that's what he does during the day. Um, and then he's can probably somehow get his fingers on the books and probably knows how to cook them and, you know, to hide these transactions. Well, yeah. there's also a theory, which I didn't write down, but there's a theory that Kevin is actually really smart and he's like embezzling money and he's pretending to be dumb. Um, uh, so maybe that theory meets up with this PBS one. But Kevin's really, really dumb. <laughs> but he yeah, gets progressively know. dumber. So maybe it's like somebody like is on to him. So then he's like, I got to dial up well, this idiot. I mean, the show, the show also does that. You know, it's like, oh, D- with Dwight, it's like, okay, cool. There's this guy, Dwight, who, you know, is not really rational and yeah um Anna is like really into like safety and procedures and everything but then yeah we'll have these episodes where he just does things that make no sense um and kind of goes against his character I don't know um so but that's my two cents there I just feel like sometimes they don't treat the characters consistently and just just to add one more thing about the office while we're on the topic and one that's I don't even think a fan theory it's just kind of something that could very well it could very well be true it's just 
not something that's ever brought up. Uh, Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. Okay. Uh, the idea here is he doesn't in real life always introduce himself as Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration, because no sane person would do that. He only does it when he's on camera to get free advertising. And I think that's something that doesn't even seem like a theory. It just seems like something that makes sense. That, that, no, that's what I, cause I think he also looks at the camera too when he says it. So I think, I think you're a hundred percent on board on, on the money there. I think he is saying Bob's Vance, Vance Refrigeration, knowing that he's on camera and that is, yeah, right. It's free advertising. That's such a long run advertisement. Cause they filmed for nine years to throw like air, like one true. year of documentary. Well, it must be working true. if he's, if he consistently does it. It's true. Yeah. It's like one of those. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of fan theories that can kind of just get into the very realistic, like explanations for shows. It's like, yeah, that's kind of the point. Right. <laughs> Why this was in the show. Now, now I wanted to to ask Midwest Nick this, and of course I want to hear East Coast Nick as well. Um, so you're not a big fan of fan theories, haha, fan of fan theories. But what if the show purposely leaves something ambiguous? Case in point, the ending of The Sopranos. When if you have you seen The Sopranos, where every, they're at the diner and everything just goes blank at the you very end say, of I it. I know that. Yeah, yeah. I just and haven't that, gotten to gotten right, to and that and that's the thing, like. It's one of those things where the ending has almost superseded the actual show itself. Like people know about the ending of Sopranos and it just ends. And you don't know if, uh, you know, Tony is alive or dead. Or if you go to, uh, is it Inception with uh, Tom? No, geez. What's his with face? Leo. Leo, he's spinning the top and the top, like pretty much when they leave something open to interpretation. How does that make you feel? Yeah. So I actually, yeah. So I do. I do appreciate those a bit more just because it was the uh, writers and directors intent for that to kind of leave this, this, uh, you know, leave it open-ended, leave room for discussion amongst uh, fans and the public. And yeah, so I, I, I tend to like those a bit more. Um, so yeah, I would, I would uh, like to uh, read more on those. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely the, the one with inception. That's one. Um, yeah. I think it's like one of the first times I really like, got into that and it was like oh wow that kind of blows my mind that mm-hmm. really making me think about the show differently uh, right. the movie is actually kind of cool um but yeah i think that's the one time i feel like i would actually accept a fan theory it's interesting because as a casual viewer in the past i used to hate when movies or tv shows ended like open-endedly like that i thought it was like the cheapest cop-out like the writers didn't want to make up their mind as to how it ended so they're just going to leave it open-ended uh, but since I've actually started, you know, writing things, uh, one of my first writing classes that I had to take our final short story, I left it open-ended, even though the professor was like, I really want to know what happens there. And I realized that like leaving it open-ended was just such a better way to end it mm-hmm. because it leaves everybody not knowing what happened and trying to figure out on their own what happened. So I actually have really come to love it. Yeah, uh, let's not give everyone um, too much credit, you know, because sometimes that could be because of bad writing or, you know, they just don't know how to end it and they'll just... No, like every time did you, is perfect. Did, did, did anybody here watch Lost when it was on? I liked... Or, or am I, or am I, I still liked, an old man? I liked the Lost ending. I, you know, I so think... Like, I was going to say, with a lot of shows, it's something I get into, like, right when it comes on and airs, uh, but I just don't finish it. So, like, I feel like I only got through, like, season two of Lost and just haven't picked it up. Oh, and you and there are so many loose ends that never get tied up. Right. Polar really? bears. Okay. Why was there a polar bear? They don't, they never, like, it's just that kind of thing. They never, 
<laughs> but why was there a cage for it? It's like if you give a the, mouse a cookie, kind the of Dharma situation. initiative. But why? Like it's just it's so crazy. And again, I I'm with you, East Coast Nick. I didn't mind the ending of Lost. Like I don't know if it was the most satisfying conclusion, but I'm like fine. You guys, because I don't think Lost was supposed to go as long as it did. No, I, I don't think, think it was, was one of those shows, like almost like a Game of Thrones situation where. You know, after the after the show kind of outpaced itself from the books and they're like, I don't I don't even know what to do anymore. Then let's just then make a smoke ended. monster that sounds like a machine. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's like one of the last things I remember. That was weird. Yeah, that that's that's nonsense. The whole like, I don't know. Well, with Game of Thrones, I think it should have been a little bit longer just to give them more room. There, to the, yeah, the the ultimate. It. Yeah, that last season of just being a, a handful of episodes that were a little bit longer really kind of hamstrung them into just really just kind of pissing everybody off. They, they forced that on themselves. They were like, oh, hey, we're going to be responsible for Star Wars very soon. We got to finish this up really quickly. So, but HBO was like, hey, here's money. Here's more seasons. You could at least have one or two more. And they're like, nah, we don't need that. And then they stopped at eight. Um, but then, hey, they never did Star Wars anyway. So there's like, they're like, who has six years to write another season? I don't have time for this. Oh. <laughs> Or maybe they just assumed that George R. R. Martin was never going to finish the series, well, or he was going to die before he could do it, so they had to finish it for him. Maybe, yeah. But that's just a fan theory. <laughs> so, yeah. Mister Anti Fan Theory, I'm curious if there are any that you came up with that you liked, or some that you specifically brought up that you could shit on. Yeah. So, <laughs> both. Yeah. So there's actually <laughs> one that I can actually like really get behind. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a Star Wars fan theory. I'm sure there's many out there. Um, but this has to do with the prequels. And I think it just makes the prequels a bit more interesting. Um, and that is the fan theory around Jar Jar Binks. And Thank you. I was hoping you were going to make this about Jar Jar Binks. Right, yes. And basically the fan theory is, is that he is actually a powerful Sith Lord. And I just think that fixes his character a bit more. It doesn't really fix the racial like stereotyping. Um, within his character, um, which is unfortunate, but it does kind of fix just the whole wackiness and uh, just really frustrating aspects to him um, and just really him just being annoying throughout the, the prequel trilogy. Um, it just kind of gives him a bit more like, uh, I don't know, it just makes him a bit more interesting. It's like, oh, well, he was kind of doing these things for a reason. Uh, you know, he was kind of flying under the radar uh, and making these moves to kind of give more power to Palpatine and to actually usher in the uh, the Empire and is actually like behind it all. Um, there's probably a lot more I could talk about that. And people are like, who are like really into this theory, like showing different parts of the, the movies where it's like, oh, well, he's definitely using like force powers here. He's like mind controlling people, like waving his hands around like, oh, okay, I could kind of see that, you know, using his Jedi mind tricks um, or Sith mind tricks, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, it's worth looking into. Um, people thought he was going to be Snoke in the, uh, more recent, uh, Star Wars movies, but that didn't really pan out. Um, but yeah, this is the one, uh, fan theory I would actually kind of get behind, um, just with how interesting it is. Although I think it does kind of break down when you consider the Sith rule of two, um, in that, at that time, there's already Darth Maul and uh, and Palpatine around, and there can only be two: a mentor and um, a mentee. And 
So anyway, that kind of breaks down after that. Really simple thought. <laughs> so there's a thing with fan theories. It's just like, oh, well, what if well, this one thing that kind of, you know, breaks down. But anyway, so that's one thing I would bring up. So I don't know if there's any thoughts about that. I know that the good guys use either the blue or green lightsabers and the bad guys use the red ones. And I think I now know how you guys felt when you heard me talking about Say by the Bell. Oh, no, I'm 100% where you are uh, because uh, I, I'm i not really like a Star Wars person either. Yes. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so uh, I, I know that Jar Jar Binks is a thing, a thing that nobody likes. Yeah. So I will I will let you have this if it makes him a more palpable character. It does. For this as opposed to and I think I did remember reading once that the guy who voiced him like was suicidal after the experience or after the backlash that George oh, got. Exactly. And that's like one time it's like I mean this is a whole different area when it comes to fandom I hate. Um it's just um the 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 backlash that um, fans can show uh, oh, yeah. that the, the very real people behind these these portrayals and just the effects that they they have on um, these actors and, these and, and like the, the the poor kid that played Anakin in the yeah. uh, the Phantom Menace like he went crazy like too like apparently like being in that has ruined him too so it's just he like, also there's... had jingle all the way on his resume so that's true that almost <laughs> I think it was mostly that. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. Which we've talked about our love for that movie on this podcast before. So, oh, fun fact uh, you know who wanted to play Jar Jar Binks? I'm going to say it would as it would have been. Let's see, I'll give you I'm a hint. Say Anthony it, Hopkins, it would not hold up today. Oh, so it, oh, hmm. um, I'm going to say Kevin Spacey. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, where I'm going. Uh, Michael Jackson wanted to play Jar Jar Binks. Oh. But Lucas wanted him to be CGI, and Michael Jackson wanted it to be like prosthetics and makeup and stuff. Ugh. See, that actually would have been a lot better. The whole movie was CGI. All the trilogy was. Yeah. And that one, and he wouldn't have even had to go into makeup. Like, he could have shown up every day because he's already covered in prosthetics right. and whatnot. So Michael Jackson would have been like a, a, cheap, a cheap hire. Yeah, that right. would have been bad. Who's got our next theory? Oh, now, now that I'm... If not, I have a couple more if nobody else so there, is ready. <laughs> I mean, I can continue on. There's like one more that I can kind of like find interesting. The rest I have here are just kind of like I can uh, bitch about. But one is that Willy Wonka is actually a cannibal. <laughs> I've, I've heard of, this one. Yeah, or I at, thought that was kind of At funny. least a serial killer. Like I've heard serial killer. Oh. I've heard cannibal. I've heard the one yeah. that it's like it's supposed to be like Cabin in the Woods and he is actually supposed to be sacrificing these kids. Oh, that's awesome. Like, like because there's a higher power thing that's making him do it. So okay. yes. So all Willy Wonka, Yeah, so they're all about murder. So please tell us about Willy Wonka. Yeah, I guess situation. I can't see that's the thing though. Yeah, because I just was like, oh, what how to find these theories that I don't know about and try to live my life not knowing. Um, and yeah, it's a cannibal, but now I'm thinking like that's kind of a far reach because there's no evidence about um, that kind of links him to cannibalism mm -hmm. um but hey it's a fan theory so they could say anything um but no in this one i think a lot of the evidence just points to like just the um the foresight to have these songs ready when the children um you know kind of go uh, you know just because of who uh their their terrible tendencies you know they tend uh, you know get in those situations but then also like the the modes of transportation are always suited 
for the size of the group afterwards. Yeah, it's got the exa- it's got the <laughs> exact number of chairs, despite yeah. the fact that they started with like four to six more people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, well, this is gonna. Ha- uh, so it's like, I don't know, maybe like purposely choosing these people and you know, selectively giving them golden tickets, just knowing that they would get themselves into these. So it's almost like a Saw movie. Like they're they're chosen, and there's multiple Saw sequels, and they're all kind of the same situation so like he he you know jigsaw wonka has been building these traps these things and he knows what's what works and what doesn't work and um i'm also thinking too wasn't wasn't the wonka factory closed for a while and this was like it opening back up yeah i'm almost getting now a jeepers creepers vibe so what what if he what if willy wonka was able to feed and then he had to go dormant for whatever 23 years Mm -hmm. or it or something like that and now he's finally you know, he is woken from his slumber, and the only thing that will satiate him is the uh, delicious flesh of young children. Interesting. Or what if, and this, Tom, you might be surprised, is a callback to your older podcast, uh, A Haunted History. Is that what it was? Oh, look at you. Yeah. You. Uh, who was the the murder house guy? H.H. Holmes, my dude. There you go. It's like a, a factory version of that. Yeah, well, so wait, so would Willy Wonka be selling these kids skeletons? Because that's what H.H. H. Holmes did. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? So does, 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 does like Columbia University have Baruka salt skeletons somewhere? <laughs> or... Just this giant like violet. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which while we're on the topic, can we just briefly discuss how terrible, terrible of a person Grandpa Joe is? I'm going to lay in a bed for like my entire life. And then all of a sudden I have a chance to go visit a candy shop and I'm just going to like get out of bed. (laughs) He's he's the gym of the Willy Wonka universe for me. (laughs) Yes. Uh, How is he not covered in bed sores if he hasn't moved? Because he sneaks out He struggles for like two minutes to walk before he He then starts singing, which singing about how he has a golden ticket. (laughs) <laughs> like his his grandson just came home with it and he's like oh this is mine now <laughs> see if grandpa joe was smart he would have just let uh let uh, oh geez why can't I remember Ch- it's called charlie and Ch- i can't remember what he would have just let charlie get mashed up by the uh fizzy lifting drink blades up there and just been like i don't know what happened to him guess i get the chocolate factory now because the kid that one is dead and i'm the i'm the only one that's alive definitely had nothing to do with it so so yeah, he's a terrible person. There's oh, also yeah. something I read that uh, Violet was actually the most deserving of the candy factory and she should have been the rightful heir, uh, but she plumped up and got rolled away. So she couldn't. Yeah, that makes no sense. She got fat shamed out of the whole competition. So what, be- a, a strong woman of color because she's blue now, uh, you're telling me that she can't run the chocolate factory? I, will, I will make the class action suit today, sir. <laughs> It's because like she, burst. she knew the most about candy and like all of this Yum. stuff. I I guess their argument is like the person in charge should know about the product, but right. Charlie well, maybe knows cause... about lean times. So I guess. Right, water cabbage. <laughs> water yeah, wait, and, and how is 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 there like ideas? Is is Willy Wonka going to stay on as a mentor? Because Charlie doesn't know how to run a chocolate factory. He's, I don't think he's taken more than like three or four business classes. And, you know, like, I, I'm not sure. I don't think this eight-year-old kid, like, I mean, may, maybe he has his associate's degree or something, but he's, he, no, he can't run this business. Listen, so, yeah. He, he went to DeVry. He's fine. 
he was actually a University of Phoenix grad. <laughs> Thank you very much. The Harvard of online schools. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh, yeah. Now, one really. last uh, with Willy Wonka. One last thing I wanted to mention was just it, it would it would make that scene on the Chocolate River in the boat in the uh, older movie make a bit more sense, you know, with all that imagery and the the flashing lights and the insects and the death. How the hell did that get in the movie? Like, what a freaking curveball yeah. that was. Like that's it's like, how did that get in the movie? Or how did the rest of the movie get in that movie? Because it's like a totally different movie. And and wait, are these like, are those just like clips from like previous Wonka snuff films that he made of other people he's gotten rid of? Uh, like the one with, with the snake crawling over that person's face. That's the one that yeah. got me. On the snake, I'm like, oh no, how many how many gobstoppers did that kid eat before the snake just <laughs> Halloween threed him? So I don't know. I love the Halloween three reference. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, I don't know if this is really a segue into this. We're bad with our segues today, but I've got another theory that I like uh, regarding the Flintstones and the Jetsons. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this one. I, if it's what I think it is and it involves something post something, then yes, I am familiar with it. Yes. So there's a couple different ideas here, but basically uh, the Flintstones, which you would, you know, is advertised as taking place in prehistoric times, actually takes place in modern times or at least, uh, you know, the not so distant past. And I actually like the one where the Jetsons and the Flintstones are at the same time. And there's been a post-apocalyptic mayhem uh, and the lower class people are forced to live on earth while the wealthy have uh, ascended to the skies and no longer need uh, the barren wasteland that is earth. So I guess something has, some of them are like radiation. That's why there's dinosaurs. Things have radiated into dinosaurs. I personally like to think maybe we're talking like this is in the realm of Jurassic World or things like that. Like it's gone completely out of hand and now there's dinosaurs everywhere and all this stuff. But the main thing that really does it is Flintstones would have no need for record players and things like that if they didn't already know that that existed. And they wouldn't be celebrating Christmas in prehistoric times. Like if we're just logically. Uh, so... <laughs> You know, I don't know you what you guys that, feel that, about that episode that. where the the Flintstones got chastised for keeping the Christ out of Christmas really, really kind of set the direction for the rest of the show. Um, that's yeah, that that is interesting to to think about that to think of like okay, there's there's these uh they have a TV, there is actual I mean like they have modern conveniences of course it's a stone version of them, so I guess it kind of makes it, you know, plausible that these are just. Did they find artifacts from the Jetsons' time and found a way to reverse engineer them to make them out of a rock? Oh, that's good. And like, or, or or is this a logical future? Because, I mean, how much how how much of a of a carbon footprint are the Flintstones leaving? I mean, if everything's made out of rocks and other rocks, I'd like to think that like you know they're they're doing a they're living in harmony with animals. They have meat eating like carnivores in their houses or in their places of business. So they've obviously figured out how to commune and work. With, I mean, this the Flintstones might be paradise. That might be the utopia that we were all supposed to be going toward. Maybe. 
Go ahead. <laughs> Midwest Nick, my, my plan was flawless. I, I dare you to poke a single oh. hole in what I just had to say. No, you see, exactly. I, I cannot. So I'll just say, sure, why not? <laughs> He'll let us have this one. If you, Thank you. If you want to believe, if that makes you feel better, sure. If that makes you enjoy the shows a bit more, okay. No, what makes me feel better is thinking that The Flintstones is a sequel to Terminator 2. <laughs> and that the scene where uh, Sarah Connor is watching L.A. get blown up and the Flintstones are just what happens after Judgment Day, you know, comes and goes. So, What if you, like, zoom out on that scene and, like, Terminator 2 is, like, a movie that they're watching in the drive-in theater and it's, like, a documentary of the past. <laughs> like, <it's> like... <laughs> of our time, yes. And then be. you zoom out even more, and it's the Jetsons watching it on. And then you zoom out again, and it's like, man, ends up being Fraggle Rock or something. <laughs> something has no connection. Speaking of Terminator, there was. Yes, I feel like I saw somewhere. So I think there's this fan theory where um, Jack and Titanic is actually mm-hmm. a time traveler. I heard that. But then I saw one that kind of did it a step further. It was like, oh, this is actually like a prequel to the Terminator, or yeah, something about the Terminator series and that, you know, he's going back in time to ensure something happens. I don't know. I didn't look too much into it. It's weird. I I know there's a theory that he goes back in time to make sure that the Titanic sinks. Or what if Rose is supposed to give birth to like the John Connor? And so Leo, Leo is the Terminator. And so after... You know, everything happens the way it does. Leo kind of pulls what uh, Arnold does at the end of Terminator 2 and willingly accepts that he has to go into the the, the molten uh, metal to uh, be destroyed. Leo allows Rose to be on the, the floating door that everyone says, well, they both could have fit on it, whatever. But he knows that his job is over. And then he goes and sinks into the Atlantic Ocean, knowing that he has fulfilled his duty of keeping Rose alive, thus bringing forth whatever... <laughs> whatever, sure. whatever stupid thing Jack was sent back to save. Yeah, I could, I could see that, and also like he knows apparently it's like you know he knows how to get off, um, like make sure they're saved and knows where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one thing I will say about that scene is that he does try to get on the door with her. You could see it sinking, so then he stops. So that's my that was my interpretation of that scene well it makes or sense maybe he's, i'm misremembering it he is a he's a, a robot skeleton with a, a flesh covering so he's right. obviously very heavy so he knows he's not buoyant <laughs> and that he's going to sink the door he, so he, he did sink pretty hard when she right. plucked him off and i just hope that means rose was able to get back with the B- billy zane and then Well, that's what I was going to say. I haven't seen the movie in a while, but as I remember, like, Jack's the love of her life. He dies. But then later on in life, she does, like, marry and have kids or at least marry. But then when she dies, she's, like, in heaven or the afterlife or whatever. And Jack comes up and they, like, dance. And I've always thought, like, that is such a shitty thing to have happen to her husband. (laughs) Like, imagine (laughs) her husband is, like, about to, like, dance with her and Jack's just, like, may I cut in and just, like, takes his wife. No, her husband and her kids are just on like the ghost Titanic sinking in the background <laughs> while she is with Jack on her new ballroom. Whatever. That makes me cry every time. That scene, it's perfect. This is actually, and I'm so excited that it happened this way. This, I don't know how it did, but this is a segue to my final theory that I have. 
Uh, and this is from the film Grease. And this is, I guess, taken on a life as a very famous one in that uh, Sandy actually drowns at the beginning of the film. And this is all like playing in her brain as she runs out of oxygen because every single time since I was a little kid and I watched that movie, I always at the end say, why the hell does the car just fly away at the end? I've never understood this. And apparently that is Sandy dying. Because if you recall uh, that little ditty at the beginning uh, where they're singing about what they did over the summer, uh, which Kaneki casually throws in some like real sexual assault type stuff in yeah, there. It's kind of rapey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, did she put up a fight? Like that's what not very appropriate today. No. Um, but anyway, she sings about how she nearly drowned uh, and Danny came and saved her. And then all, like they spent the summer together and then, you know, she just happens to transfer to the school that he's at. And then like, you know, they fall in love at the end and fly off into the sunset. So apparently uh, there's a theory that she actually died. Well, uh, I can give you some insight on that. Um, I, I have some inside information. I actually did play Danny Zuko in my high school's uh, production of Grease as a senior. And the and, actress um, who played Sandy did drown. Yeah, I, I drowned her, to be honest. You know, I, I, you know, I'm a method actor of nothing else. And, Daniel you know, Day-Lewis. Yes. <laughs> so I, uh, that's a callback to our show. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. So when I was reading the script for that, they, they definitely talk about how Sandy's dead the whole time. And then I'm really kind of like the, uh, not the Grim Reaper, but I'm like the angel that's like angel of death. Because they, they also have a, whatever, teen angel or whatever, the uh, beauty school dropout singer. Yeah, I've yeah. always thought that scene was weird too. Yeah, so that, that was her kind of like getting a taste of what heaven was really like. And, and I, as Danny Zuko, am ushering her into the afterlife, which is really just a giant carnival at the end. Um and yeah, so once she realizes that she has willingly accept her death, that she drowns, then yeah, then she goes off to the afterlife in a flying, uh, you know, love bug or whatever she's driving in that. I don't even know. So it's 100% true is what I'm saying. Go ahead. No, no, <laughs> no this one, again, this has a lot of supporting evidence within, uh, within the movie to, uh, yeah, support that that could actually be. Uh, be the case so yeah why not so um, I, lo I love this one because there's no definitive way to say that it's not true like there's no scene in the movie where she's yeah. like fairly clearly alive like afterwards like we don't see her being saved at the beach uh and there's no like confirmation that she's alive so she yeah died. so it's kind of getting, getting back at like this is probably the intention and then but also like hey here's um some room for interpretation um so I'm on board. I just assume the car is flying to Scientology, and this is just a prequel to Battlefield Earth, <laughs> also starring America's favorite Scientologist, John Travolta. So Danny Zuko's natural, and plus, you know, he, he is ascending to a higher form, and I'm sure that Xenu was part of the Grease game. I think Xenu was one of the pink ladies. <laughs> I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, I think they're related somehow. Wow. It all makes sense. I told you I was in it. I know what's up. Yeah, I didn't realize just how much you gain from <laughs> being in a production like that. I mean, that's why I thought that Nick wanted to become part of the uh, the media world now, is that he was ready to finally know. East Coast Nick is finally ready to know about the uh, the inner workings of what 
what goes on behind the scenes. Oh, trust real me. Story is. Sixth grade, I was in a Midsummer Night's Dream, and I've learned so much about real life fairies that it's unbelievable. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> no, I said it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that it's unbelievable. I know what I said. All right. Anybody else got any fan theories? So, okay. I'm going to be real quick about this. So there's two here that I think just um, kind of mess with the show or movie to make it just like certain aspects of it just not matter. But one is that, so speaking, I mean, we talked about Game of Thrones before, but there's like this theory going around that Bran Stark actually like mind controlled Jamie Lannister to like push him out the window to get his story arc going with becoming the Three-Eyed Raven. And it's like Ugh, that's so sure. like forced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just because you see him going back in time. Uh, but it's like, it's like, oh, would this had not have happened? Isn't didn't we establish Jamie as this terrible person? So you're kind of like taking that away from Jamie and his eventual um, arc as well, becoming a better person. But I don't know. And then it dropped right at the end. Yeah. Then they he, he arced to become a good person, and at the end, he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna By go back way, and die with my sister." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where like, does really where does like incest where does incest fit in with this? Why is Bran fantasizing or mind controlling Jamie to have sex with his sister? Then, if that's the case, like, yeah. How long like was he mind controlling him for? So it does beg a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> who is now your ruler of Westeros? Yeah, like oh, Brand's kind of a freak. Then yeah. <laughs> no, it's like why Are did those... you cho- why did you choose to have them incest? Or like those bored. <laughs> or or That's... does he have unrequited feelings for uh, Sansa and Arya, and he knows he can't act upon them half because he's paralyzed, but the other half is because he knows he shouldn't, so he's living them through Jamie and Cersei. Mm-hmm. So that's where he was in season six, where he was just not in that season whatsoever. Yeah, or whatever season that was. Right. But yeah, another one is that <laughs> the show forgot about. Them. <laughs> right, that that's too. that's most likely, honestly. Surely they wouldn't have done that. They didn't forget about the Iron Fleet. They like uh-huh. have a list of characters like on magnets, like on a whiteboard, and his just like fell behind the whiteboard, and they like realized <laughs> the next season they're like, oh, we forgot to do anything with him. <laughs> God, that's probably so true. Oh my god, that scares me. Anyway, uh, another one within that category is uh, John Wick. Uh, you know, the movie um, is a matrix training program. Hmm. All right, cool. <laughs> Again, that just kind of takes away his. Why kill the dog? Hmm? Why kill the dog then? Well, <laughs> part of your training. I don't know. Like, just press start. Don't kill the dog. <laughs> well, maybe it's the computer's trying to see is he, you know, capable of that kind of violence and is he a threat to the matrix? So they decide to put him through a traumatic event to see if that would unearth his uh, shooty bang bang for three movies. Well, I mean, his wife had just died. <laughs> Who cares? What about the dog? What about the dog? I mean, yeah, that is sadder. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think this mainly stems from the fact that the actor who played Morpheus is also in John Wick. So it's like, mm. oh, that's know. true. It's grasping up. Here, but then they should have had the actor who plays Bill in it as well and just find a way to connect Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Yeah, with what, the Matrix. what if Bill and Ted went into the future, saw the Matrix, so then they went back in time to train John Wick so that he could be ready for the Matrix? And then he, I don't fucking care. East Coast, Nick, <laughs> you found your calling. I think that you found your just... spec script. 
here comes <laughs> Tinseltown. That does make more sense than what I was reading. So there you go. I'd watch that movie. Yeah. I was trying to think of another Keanu Reeves movie to throw in there, and I like couldn't think of any that would work. <laughs> uh, Point Break. Uh, that one replaced football. Yeah, what's that football one? Oh, my uh, God. The replacements. the replacements. I love that movie. Uh, the mid, what's, what's he in? Much Ado About Nothing? He's in some sort of Shakespearean. Oh, he is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, um, oh, long. Speed. Yeah. And speed, obviously. <laughs> How can we speed. forget Speed? Speed, speed, is, is, speed is my favorite Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no. Thou bus cannot goeth underneath 55 miles per hour, or else thou brains shall explode upon. Like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. You know, that's wrong. The famous line after Dennis Hopper gets his head cut off Thou art taller. <laughs> <laughs> My God, if, if, if somebody would re, would do like a recreation of speed using Shakespearean language, I would be in love. Let's do it. All right, done and done. <laughs> I knew uh, there was a reason why I guessed it on the show today. I'm the idea man. <laughs> here, here. Ugh. I, gotta, I have to at least watch speed again just to like put that in my head. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember. I know there's a bus. <laughs> and a bomb. The bus and That's the bomb. also important. Yeah. Well, there. Wait, hold and on. There's King not a. Koopa. There's not a bomb on the bus, is there? I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think we're able to get that far into the movie. But you wouldn't think so. But there is. It's crazy. What if it was the opposite and it was like you can't go over fifty-five miles an hour? for a bus? I think that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just the the OJ Simpson car chase is going thirty-five <laughs> miles an hour down the one hundred and one. Doesn't it's make like, for great TV, but makes for great Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Which we're like, oh god, this is a really steep hill, and then so they just put on the brake. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, like yeah. If they can't go over fifty-five, then yeah, just stop the bus and everybody get off. <laughs> so. The guy like puts his bomb in backwards or something. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't it going off? And at the end of the movie, Keanu Reeves sacrifices himself by just driving the bus really fast on like an airport runway. That's right. And it takes like, off. <laughs> to heaven with Sandy in the passenger seat. Sandy Bullock. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as Miss Congeniality, it's weird. It's a different. Or the blind side mom. <laughs> oh, fan theory. Miss Congeniality grows up to be the blind side mom. <laughs> That's right. Miss Congeniality grows up to save this football player and then she goes into space with george clooney is that is that her or yeah i always get her and julia roberts mixed up yeah that was my thing too she didn't go into space yeah if it was julia roberts george clooney would have been a prostitute and but you gotta admire that that prostitute was able to get a law degree and then become aaron brockovich oh my god and Although, take down the oil industry or the mining industry. She's like a real person, though, so I can't. I don't know. If I allegedly, allegedly, we said nothing real here, <laughs> nothing here to see. Why it's a theory. <laughs> it's true. Well, oh, I've been in my fun. high school production of Aaron Brockovich. Then, <laughs> then I could have given you guys so the weird real scoop. My high school did Pretty Woman. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, what did we? Uh, I think I'm trying to remember if my high school after I graduated did a play that like 
really kind of raise some eyebrows or something like that, like that along those lines or whatever. Or I'm trying now, of course, now I can't remember it, but that's how my story is going to go is that it would be weird. Oh, speaking of, okay, along those lines, but not really. Did you guys watch the YouTube video came out like a year or two ago of the uh, high school that did a stage play of Alien? No. And it's so good. Oh, is it? It's really good. And like Sigourney Weaver actually flew out, like came out to it. And like, I thought you were going to say she was in it. I was like, yeah, she, was. <laughs> she, she was. Really. She was, but she was the android. It was odd. I don't know why she didn't play. <laughs> no, but like for a high school production, it's, it's pretty cool. Wow. Um, yeah. You should, you should seek that out if you can find it. I would love so, to see that. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Not as many songs as the original, but <laughs> you know, you got to cut some corners here and there. Pull some bangers though. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Oh, I loved that one song. Ah, my chest. <laughs> <laughs> my chest. Uh, oops, I burst out again. I, I love in uh, Spaceballs. Where it's like, what did that guy have? The chef special. <laughs> so. I mean, I can keep going. I mean. We, just we gotta, two more. Two uh, more I thought were notable. Okay, go for it. That I can't, I can't I wait just, to just rag on both of these. This is going to be good. I just don't care about, but uh, but here you know gains a lot of traction. Is so. that Harry Potter is a wizard? <laughs> no, I try to stay from Harry Potter ones. That just um, I don't know. I, I need to brush up on my Harry Potter to be able to do those. Um, but there's some really weird ones. Um, but anyway, there. So one of my favorite movies, which I guess I forgot to mention when we did that um, <laughs> that segment. Um, but Mad Max Fury Road. Um, it's up there for one of my favorite movies, and. The whole idea here is that the you know the main character um, is not the original Max. Um, you know, uh, so Tom Hardy is not the Max that Mel Gibson played. Which okay, yeah. I mean, this wasn't really supposed to be a direct sequel, um, almost like a reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, but people were pointing to like uh, the music box and the the, the mute uh, boy that was in the uh, the second one, um, Fury Road. Uh, um, sorry, not the, the what was the, the Thunderdome? One? one of them's Thunderdome. That's the third one. Always forget, ah. the, always forget the second one, though. Mad Max oh. 2. <laughs> two, Max, two Max, Two Furious. <laughs> yeah, Two Furious. We'll say that. Yeah, no. Um, Mad Max Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> or is it just, I can't even do Fast and Furious. Like, you, there's no these in Mad Max to no, take out. It, no, for... the, the, the later sequel is just Max. Like, they just get rid of the... But anyway, yeah, that one. Uh, so people were saying, oh, that, that could be him because he had like the same music box. But it's like, okay, we're just kind of taking just a, an obvious callback, you know, to, to um, older uh, older movies and just like, hey, you know, we're just recognizing that mm-hmm. those exist and um, we love them and just kind of putting that into our movie. And people, I think, are just taking too much away from that, kind of looking into it too much. Um, so anyway, so there's that one. Um, it's like, it doesn't really change anything. So why does it matter? Um, also the one where the movies frozen tangled tarzan and like the little mm-hmm. mermaid are oh, all yeah, in yeah. the same universe it's like okay cool so what i mean they all have their own individual stories we're never going to see like a crossover between these so why does it matter um, i think it's more just that like disney only drew dads in one way <laughs> like, it's just, like how much how much of this is just them trying to save money on uh, <laughs> yes the, the way is non-existent that's how they made their parents and like and I guess, you know, being, um, you know, when you're doing like the art design here, it's, it could be fun incorporating different character models from other movies um, in the background 
sure, you have fun with it. And I think people just kind of take that um, too literally. So now, now, how does that compare to when Disney, like Disney artists, will put sex objects in the movies instead? Does that compare? It's actually the same penis that's in Little Mermaid. That's in. <laughs> yeah, and the same castle, Little the Mermaid. Same universe like... of penises. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It's actually the um, and this is gonna really blow your mind. The guy drawing for Disney is actually the guy from Superbad who can only draw like has to draw dicks on snow. <laughs> Wait, I mean, he got wild. so good that Disney had to have him. <laughs> oh God. So wait, have we have we heard about the uh, the theory too? I guess we're it's it's not as well known Harry Potter one um, about how uh, Harry is actually um, oh god Harry is actually Dumbledore from another dimension, and that um, what's happening is that that's the reason why Harry's like never kicked out of school and how Harry keeps winning is because Dumbledore is trying to help usher him in. And help him be successful because he is actually Harry from when Harry was young. It's a weird kind of thing, um, and the reason why Snape is is killed. Spoiler alert from a book and movie from eighty five years ago is that Snape was going to eventually let loose the secret because Snape knew because Snape was kind of in on it too, um, and that he just couldn't be trusted anymore. And so that is why um, that is why Dumbledore ends up dying and that's why snape ends up like it's just it's a whole convoluted universe thing i don't know how well thought out it was but that uh, that reminds me of the fan theory that harry potter is the same guy as billy crystal from when harry met sally (laughs) it is the same person (laughs) that's not a real one i just made that up wait i'm I'm picturing it now though that's funny you said that because i did the same thing i just made mine up too and i just wanted to see Yeah, and I was gonna be like, "Haha, this is how stupid these things are." Oh, thank God! That but makes but, but then I but then I realized like, because when we were talking about it earlier, I formulated some of that in my head, but realized I didn't go very far with it. So I was like, "All right, time to make this real stupid," and much like the things we talked about earlier, I had no ending, and didn't know how to end it. <laughs> so I'm leaving it open ended. <laughs> did I make it up? I don't know, even though I said I did. I think that's all that it takes to be a fan theory, though, is for somebody to put it out there. And now mm-hmm. it's an f- official fan theory. It's true. Hashtag unfake news. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> I think that concludes the fan theory portion. Uh, Tom, we do a trivia round, too, if you want to stick around. If not, you don't have to. Well, how long How long do these trivia rounds <laughs> take? We've been doing this for eight yeah, hours. I told you we run long. I know. It's the only time I've ever heard that. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll hang around for some trivia. I'm sure my my wife is already mad that I have like disappeared on her for the entirety of this evening. So that's fine. Oh, good Go for, for her. Good for her. All right, let's play some trivia. So this week our theme uh, we're a little bit late to the game, uh, but we did get a new president uh, recently, so that's cool. So we made some president trivia. All right, I got some thoughts about our new president. <laughs> About this election, this so-called. All right. Assuming this podcast even gets to air because he's <laughs> taking away our free speech. That's right. What fan theories do you have on this election? <laughs> I have a fun fan theory is that the election was stolen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was a big fan of season three of Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, didn't like the way season four ended. That ended on a cliffhanger that never got resolved. Would you say that it got canceled? I would say he got impeached. (laughs) 
twice. Uh, it's a reality show. <laughs> the reality is he's a criminal. All right. So Nick and I have come up with some multiple choice, right? Presidential thank, history thank or presidential questions. So what's going to happen is one of us will read them. Uh, the other one of us will answer. And then Tom, you can also chime in with an answer if you want to. Uh, but we're going to go first because not all of us are currently teaching history. Are you? I haven't taught U.S. history in like 85 years. So That's if you want to talk, so you, if you want to talk about world the Kota, oh yeah. So if you want to talk like ninth grade, so if you want to talk about the Kota Hammurabi, in which U.S. president helped Alexander the Great conquer, then sure. I think that was Reagan, right? I, yeah, <laughs> he teamed up with Margaret Thatcher. It was a whole thing. There goes one of my questions. Thank you. <laughs> oh man. All right. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, I think you went first last week, so maybe I can go first. Maybe we'll just like alternate. Okay, I feel like you went first last week, but that's I don't care either way. All right, fine. I'll I'll be the decider. <laughs> no, but, I think, okay. I yeah, think Tom, I think Nick should go first. Uh, uh, well, you go I, first. Tom. I will say I wrote it down. I'm winning four to two. Some wow. could say that's winning. This is our seventh podcast. Good for us. Look at us. We haven't. Somehow we're still yet. allowed to make them. <laughs> All right. Question one. Besides getting stuck in a bathtub, William Howard Taft is known for being the only U.S. president to do what after leaving office? Is it A, become a senator, B, become chief justice of the Supreme Court, or C, die? <laughs> I, really wish, I really wish one of the answers was get stuck in a bathtub again. <laughs> <laughs> right. I actually know the answer to this one, but I will keep it quiet. He got stuck in a shower this time. <laughs> Wait, so if it's... <laughs> If it, was, if it's another thing, did he not die? Like, I'm very confused by that. No, that would mean he would have been the first former to president die. to die. <laughs> I could it's, be true. It's not, it's not die. No, that was a joke <laughs> answer. I will say, uh, what was that? Chief Justice? That is, oh, sorry. Tom, would you like to that, answer? Yeah, well, he, he's right. It's that one. <laughs> well, that you. is correct. I always like to do this as Chris Farley in uh, Billy Madison. That, that is, is correct. <laughs> and do I need to start taking off articles of clothing? <laughs> Spanish Armada. Starting <laughs> off. <laughs> Question two. Walt Whitman's poem, Oh Captain, My Captain, was written about which U.S. president? Was it A, George Washington, B, Abraham Lincoln, or C, Millard Fillmore? Um, I only recognize one of those names. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Do you need Hold me on. to repeat them? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. And, and the name is Millard Fillmore. <laughs> only president yeah. you recognize. Um, you going with the mill fill? <laughs> no, no, you know, I don't think it was him. Um, God, I hope that was his nickname. <laughs> I'm with mill fill. <laughs> he was the original milf. <laughs> No, I don't think it was enough. Um, I'd like to fill him more. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shit. Nice. oh, sorry. Thanks for giving me time to answer. 
Like now that the answer has been was. verified, we'll also say, I was pretty sure it was about Lincoln as well. I'm so glad you stuck around for me to just skip you and all of this trivia. Yes. <laughs> if, it's, if it's easier, I could just mute myself and watch you guys play. No, it's fine. Usually it's just me sitting here trying to think in silence. So this ad actually adds a bit you know, more excitement to it. Excellent. <laughs> Question three. While running for office, which future president played saxophone on the Arsenio Hall Oh, come on. <laughs> Is it A, Bill Clinton? B, George Bush, or C, Calvin Coolidge? <laughs> no, I <laughs> don't think it's Coolidge. Um... I, know it's, I know it's not Coolidge because Coolidge was actually on the Chevy Chase show. Oh, wow. Which is, that's right, that's right. you know, so. No, didn't, didn't Bush, he was also on the show, but I think he was just painting. You gotta, you gotta commit. Uh, I, say, I too know this answer. I'll say oh, yeah. Bill Clinton, obviously. Yeah, it was um, Bill Clinton. Okay. See, I gave you time that time. <laughs> I feel bad because I've been making him have some harder ones. So, oh. <laughs> Question four: Who is the only U.S. president to lead troops into battle when he put down the Whiskey Rebellion? Is that A. George Washington, B. Thomas Jefferson, or C. Ronald Reagan? No, you don't finish. I know the answer. Um, George Washington. Yeah, you remember uh, Tom. <laughs> God, was it was that what you're gonna say millard fillmore <laughs> yes i would have said washington okay that's did you remember that from when it was yeah before? yeah thanks for shaming me all right question five how old is jimmy carter is he a 89 b 96 or c 102 when he's Ooh, that's tough. Um, I'm going, it's either 102, 96, or 89. Um, <laughs> yes, it's one of those three options. <laughs> or die. <laughs> die. <laughs> no, we established, um, who was it? I mean, we Taft. Taft. Taft is the is only the former president. U.S. president to die. <laughs> Obviously. In a bathtub. <laughs> um, wait, how old is he? I want to say 89. Tom, what do you say? I saw a meme the other day that had him building a habitat for humanity, and he did look like a human corpse. Um, <laughs> I mean, none of these are exactly so, spry. <laughs> yeah. No. So I'm going to say he's 96. Yeah, maybe he's 96. He is 96. Uh, I was like, too old. I know my human corpses. All right. Nick, you went four for five. Do I get half credit for that? No. <laughs> Tom, Tom gets five for five despite the fact that I didn't let him answer the first three questions I got grandfathered in <laughs> alright what you got for me is my, oh, okay, is it my turn um, alright hopefully you should get these oh gosh that's I haven't taught US history in I mean I was a US history teacher last year but I haven't taught US history in Many years, decades, <laughs> even when you were teaching. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, Nick, make sure to skip me like other Nick did. So don't don't let me answer. Right. <laughs> All right. Number one, who was the first president to be born as an American and not a British subject? Was it A. Martin Van Buren, B. John Tyler, or C. James Polk? A. Martin Van Buren. That is. Wait. <laughs> Tom's possible <laughs> answer as well. <laughs> Good save. Um, 
I'm a I'm a bit of a polkster myself, so I'm gonna say James K. Polk. It was actually Martin Van Buren. Oh. Fun fact that I learned recently: he's also the only president whose first language was not English. Oh, really? Hmm. It was Dutch, I believe. It Dutch. explains a lot. <laughs> hashtag not my hashtag not actually, my president. <laughs> That's true. I never saw his long form birth certificate. So. Mm-mm. Fun fact, he was born in Kenya, too, just like Barack Obama. <laughs> That's why he speaks Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. Colonialism, my man. Come I on. mean, that's... <laughs> All right, number two. Uh, who was the first president to appear on TV? Was it A, Herbert Hoover, B, Franklin D. Roosevelt, or C, Harry Truman? Oh, it's definitely one of them. I Millard <laughs> Fillmore. He was the secret D option. Yes, that's correct. I know I've learned this before. I know that's why I have it on there. I f- I don't know why, but I feel like it's the Hoove. Well, I'm now before I know the Hoove was during uh like Great Depression stuff or whatever or leading up to it. So he's not TVs aren't really a thing at that point. And I know that FDR did the fireside chat, so he's on team radio. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm going to be the true man. That was my. Uh, that was my second guess, but I'm. I'll stick with Hoove. I think you both are incorrect. I'm gonna oh, is it FDR? FDR, yeah. Well, that's From right, my various uh, readings, um, I thought maybe like there was like a a rare like oh look at this it's a television let's put the president on it real quick like right at the beginning like here's a solenoid a phone yeah (laughs) it could have been this is this had to i uh, honestly forgot the details i did i swear i read about it before this but uh, i had to deal with like a world's fair at the time i think um the world's fair is where hh holmes did all his murdering in chicago the chicago world's fair actually so you should look for the uh, no longer Still existing H.H. Holmes murder house that's somewhere in Chicago because it doesn't exist anymore. But you can go like stand on the corner where it used to be. And he killed a lot of people there. Wow. Wait, that's crazy. That's true. I want to do that. Do it. Some people say if you listen closely, you can hear traffic. <laughs> but don't listen too closely because we get hit true. by a car. <laughs> don't do that. Number three, instead of the Bible... What did John Quincy Adams take the oath of office on? Was it A, the Declaration of Independence, B, a constitutional law book, or C, the Book of Mormon? It was actually the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, or one fish, two fish, two fish. <laughs> Please put your hand on hop on top and repeat after me. <laughs> <laughs> the sacred text. Uh, I'm going to go with the constitutional law book. That's correct. Oh, oh. not correct. <laughs> Tom, what were you going to say? That's what I would have said. Yeah, okay. Good. Sure. I got to get one right anyway. <laughs> not used to having another person on here. I know. That's what she said. ruined everything. <laughs> Much like every, every podcast I touch. <laughs> this will be your guys' last episode. I'm sorry. Yes, I wanted to ask that because there tends to be a misconception that you have to take the oath on a Christian Bible, and that is not the case. Is it, are there, is it like a selection of books you can use, or is it like, here, here's a copy of Playboy? Like, does that count? 
I mean, it might not look good, but I think you can do that. Whatever. Oh, it looks good. Meaningful for you. It looks good. I'm gonna use. I'm gonna use like a a time menu or something like that. Like just something that it looks like I grabbed off the table on my way out the door. Try the various you have. Various menus you have. I do. Yeah, I keep. I keep. I keep my time menus in my fridge and freezer. Yeah. You know, keep them. You know, good. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they stay fresh. Number four. Speaking of fresh, uh, I don't know. Um, who was the only president elected unanimously by the Electoral College? Was it A, Ronald Reagan, B, Abraham Lincoln, or C, George Washington? Well, if you ask Republicans, it would be Ronald Reagan, but the answer is George Washington. There you go. That's why I said no. Wait, what does Tom say? <laughs> Miller. <laughs> I knew it was coming, but it was so funny. William Henry. Harrison. He died before the Electoral College could finish voting. He's they're like, this guy's going places. He's gonna be our president forever. Let's unanimously elect that he's dead. What? <laughs> oh man. The Deadpool had him for at least two months. Uh yeah, I would have said G dubs, but whatever. And that is correct. I guess I already made that note. Uh <laughs> But number five, I don't know. I have a couple here I could use, but I'll use this one. Um, what does the S in Ulysses S. Grant stand for? Is it A, Stephen, B, Sebastian, or C, it's nothing? So this was actually my question number seven if we got there. So I will let Tom answer first, and then I'll answer after him. I thought about doing it again, but I'm not. I'm not. Ulysses Millard Fillmore Grant. <laughs> Also known as Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> you shortened it, yeah. Um, well, I, I, I was going to say Snuffleupagus. Um, that's a, a Sesame Street reference, and I don't even know who watches that anymore. I'm pretty sure. Oh, no. Because I think the Harry S. Truman, the S is nothing. So I'm going to go the same route. I'm going to say that when in doubt and you don't have a middle name, give yourself an S because... New cares. I am also saying nothing. See, yes, that is correct. It is. I feel bad because I didn't even listen to your options because I knew the answer was nothing. Mm-hmm. Could you repeat the options? Stephen and Sebastian. <laughs> oh, I put Samuel or Samantha. Oh, okay. Wow. Thought maybe going like the the girl, typical girl name because that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Yeah, it was a I president was trying- named Sue. My favorite Johnny Cash. <laughs> I was trying to, you know, because you usually do hear of like Truman, um, you know, having that nothing S middle initial. And so I was maybe hopefully trying to, you know, trick you. But I always call him Harry Ass Truman. He's he one of the why. he's one of the presidents I have pet names for. <laughs> uh, also, my favorite one is Rutherford Behave. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. Like him and Lyndon Johnson never keeping their pants on. It was always <laughs> oh Lyndon behave. <laughs> hey Lyndon B. Johnson, if you know what I'm saying. Actually, I'm I'm curious. So it is it's it's tied right now. Um, but you know, we're out of questions, but I'm just curious between you two if you knew how many presidents have died while in office, if you knew that off the top of your head. We can go count. Is, I'm, this might be a dumb question, but assassinated counts as dying. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> yes. Usually how, no. How, but how many, how, how many presidents <laughs> left office unwillingly? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you've By got, heart attack or gunshot. You've got Harrison. Right. Yep. We made. And there's been, has there been four assassinated? There's a uh, Kennedy, Lincoln, McKinley, and McKinley, and uh, wasn't Grover Cleveland assassinated? I, well, yeah, something like that. They tried to. I think he was. I think so. So he he gets to be president two random times, and then he gets killed. Or maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was no Harding. Is that who it was? Wasn't Tanya, it Harding? Tanya Harding. <laughs> Why did I think Grover Cleveland was killed? I don't know. Maybe it was him. It's one of those attempt. like in that general area that I always forget about. I'll just say Harding. I'll I'll, I'll say. That. Um. So we're at like six or five. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes. Uh. Grover Cleveland died in 1890. Oh, excuse me. No, he served until 1897, and died in 1908. So I will say yes. He definitely counts. Are you looking it up? Just that one. <laughs> I'm not looking up the actual okay. things. Um. Who else died? Uh, so what we said, do we have five so far? Either five or six. I <clears> lost <throat> count. Either Taylor or Tyler. I always get them mixed up. One of them died. Taylor, yeah. So you have Harrison, Taylor, Lincoln, McKinley, Harding, Kennedy, right? Yes, Kennedy did die. <laughs> or fan theory. Who's a fan of the Kennedy assassination? <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I really like right, that. Have a fan theory. You have to be a fan of it, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say seven based off of where we got in our counting before I decided to stop. I'll say six just to, just to make it spicy. It's probably eight. It is Team. eight from my understanding. <laughs> from your- uh, I had seven as an option, so maybe you would have chose that. So I should have asked you this question and I would have won. Yeah, I have here, maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. I uh, have here Harrison, Taylor, Lincoln, Garfield, McKinley, Harding, Garfield. Roosevelt, and Kennedy. Garfield I think got... I was thinking of Garfield rather than Cleveland. Yeah, Garfield got killed on a Monday, right? I think so. I was getting my cartoon characters mixed up. <laughs> That's why he hates Mondays. It's true, because right. it's dead. <laughs> but it's it's weird, though, because he was eating lasagna, but he still likes lasagna, but you would think. <laughs> it was all the MSG in it, finally did him in. Too much sodium. He was just sitting in the bathtub. He was Mm. just sitting on the grassy knoll eating lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) You would have thought that JFK would have learned after. Well, that being said, so let me write down that I am up five to two. No, that was a tie. I shouldn't take a a win for that. (laughs) Maybe give me the win. I think I I think the win is the friends we made along the way. (laughs) I think the win should go to Nick for sitting through all of these fan theories despite hating fan theories and being a good That's sport. That's true. Aww. Although he Aww. did give us a Star Wars one, so we got a taste of our own medicine. That's true. But also, I don't need your pity. Oh. So. Well, I'll speaking of being a good sport, Tom, thank you so much for being a guest on our show. Please, briefly, uh, as we're closing out, tell us about your podcast. Well, thank you so much, Nick and Nick, doing mouth stuff. Uh, yeah, I have my own show that uh, East Coast Nick Taylor was just on literally like a couple hours ago. It's called Do I Even Know You? And it's a show where I interview either people I have lost touch with, so either friends from high school or earlier, um, or random people that I'm friends with on Facebook that I've never actually met. 
Um, I actually just put out my first episode with a person I've never met. And that person happened to be Jimmy Haha of the band Jimmy's Chicken Shack, which had a couple of big hits in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s. And I got a bunch more like that. Nick's episode should be coming out soon. And yeah, you can find us on all the, uh, and by that I mean me, on all of the uh, socials at D-I-E-K-Y. So do I even know you? D-I-E-K-Y pod. And you can find the podcast uh, anywhere, Spotify, Apple Music, hopefully Google Music, um, wherever you can. So hopefully I'll have some more episodes out soon, uh, soon too. Yeah, I've listened to what's been out so far and it's awesome. And I think once I'm on it, it's going to be even better. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the Taylor, the Taylor tick where I finally. Uh, oh, yeah. I, you'll, you can take our six listeners and they'll go to yours and then they'll not come back to ours. <laughs> So then I'll have six listeners. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, this has been Mouth Stuff with Nick and Nick. I have been Nick. I will always be Nick. And, and he I'm has also been Nick. Tom. Oh, I'm no, I messed it up. Oh, oh, not again. All right, fine. Sorry. Yeah, I'm Tom. So, Tom, what we normally do uh, is we are normally mid-conversation, and then what I do 